The title of my talk today is How to Spot a Liar in Literature. And I'm delighted to be speaking today at the inaugural St Edmund Hall Expo, and particularly so because I'm going to talk about my favourite book in the history of German literature, The Tin Drum by Günther Grass. There it is. I say it's my favourite book. I've never actually read it. As you can see, it's extremely long. It was written nearly 30 years before I was born. I've often meant to read it, but there's a pretty good film version of it, which Grass was actually involved in, and which gives you most of the plot at least two-thirds of the way through the book. And of course, I feel bad that I haven't read it, but I'm sure you've been in a similar predicament, so you can understand how I feel. Even without the assistance of a lie detector, you can, I hope, tell that I've been lying to you. In the context of this talk, however, you have to trust me. Two minutes in, and you may be unsure whether to believe anything I say. And after my lie that I haven't read the tin drum, how can you be completely sure that I have? Well, of course I have. I'm giving this talk on it. And I wouldn't presume to do that without actually having read it, would I? <laughs> you saw the film. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> Only two thirds. This was, in fact, the first German book that I really loved. And it was mainly because it has such an idiosyncratic narrator, a man who tells so many lies, commits so many misdeeds, and does somersaults with the truth at every turn. In everyday discourse, we can tell, usually, when people are lying to us. But when we read a literary text, we find ourselves in a different situation. The question I want to address in this talk is, how do we know, in a literary text, whether the narrator in the book is lying to us? It forms part of my research on cultural constructions of childhood, and it's also something I find myself discussing with my undergraduate students every year, who are sometimes reluctant to accept that a narrator's account of events might not be entirely reliable. So I want to introduce two theoretical concepts with which we can approach this question, and to show how we can use them to spot an unreliable narrator in my favourite German book, The Tin Drum. To spot a liar in literature, we can usefully start with a kind of textbook definition. An unreliable narrator is a narrator whose account of events appears to be faulty, misleadingly biased, or otherwise distorted, so that it departs from the true understanding of events shared between the reader and the implied author. So we have the narrator, that's the one telling the story, the reader, that's you reading the book, and this phrase, the implied <coughs> author. That's not the actual author as she or he is as a real living person, but rather the character which the reader may ascribe to the author based on the literary work. The idea that you have of them as a result of reading their writing. So it's the difference between the person that you think H.G. Wells is from reading his books and the person he actually was in real life. The reader and the implied author agree on a true version of events. This is often referred to as the reader and the implied author sharing a joke behind the narrator's back, or a secret communion, to use the words of Wayne Booth, who coined the term unreliable narrator in the 1960s. What we then get from the unreliable narrator, in contrast, is a version of the same events which seems to be somehow wrong, misleading, or inaccurate. So there may be a number of reasons for the unreliable narrator's 
unreliability. If we look at a list of unreliable narrators you may have encountered previously, we find individuals who are distorting the truth deliberately, who are biased in relation to the content of their account, and who have problematic beliefs, values and or opinions. We can see that the narrator's unreliability changes according to the level of control they have over their narrative. Dr Shepherd, the narrator of Agatha Christie's murder of Roger Ackroyd, spoiler alert, has a great deal of control over the narrative. He narrates the whole book and in the final pages reveals himself to have been the murderer all along. But how do we know that these narrators are lying? How do we spot this literary liar? There are, broadly speaking, two theoretical approaches we can take to discern when the narrator is lying. First, the rhetorical approach, which views unreliability as something which can be decoded by the reader after the author has put it there. The author wants the reader to know that the narrator is unreliable and writes this into the work. There are textual clues to be gathered and interpreted. We might find inconsistencies in the narrator's account. I have read the tin drum. I haven't read the tin drum. Or contradictions between accounts given by the narrator and those offered by other characters. The second approach, which I find more problematic, is the cognitivist one, which views narrative unreliability as largely dependent on the reader's response to the text. Sometimes there are certain effects which are intended by the author, but what's much more important is that who we are shapes the way we read. For example, the theorist uh, Ansgar Nunning suggests that a pederast would not find necessarily Humbert Humbert, the infamous narrator of Nabokov's Lolita, to be unreliable, i.e. the reader's own moral standards influence the way they read the text. Now, I want to show you the rhetorical approach in practice, so we return to my favourite German book, The Tin Drum. It was published first in 1959, and it's uh, made its author, uh, its author, Günter Graf, famous, its reception was polarised between high praise and vicious criticism. One critic, for example, dismissed it as repellent and fatally repellent in a boring fashion. It's anything but boring. It offers a panoramic sweep of life in and around Danzig, now Gdansk, between 1899 and 1954, focusing particularly on life during the Nazi period and a West German post-war reconstruction. The narrative begins as Oskar Mazarat celebrates his 30th birthday. In many ways, Oscar is the unreliable narrator par excellence. Throughout the book, he makes a number of outlandish claims about himself, which are variously fantastical and fraudulent and doubtful, but possible. From the fact that he was born clairvoyant and clairaudient, to the fact that he possibly fathered a child by his stepmother. The very first sentence of the text establishes the idea that Oscar is a not necessarily a liar, but that his judgment may not be reliable. Granted, I'm an inmate in a uh, of a mental hospital. In fewer than ten words, Grass implicitly undermines his narrator's authority to recount the past, since he is possibly insane. The word granted should also raise questions. Whom is he addressing? It appears to qualify something that has gone before. What was that? Our interpretation of the subsequent 779 pages of the novel are inevitably coloured by this nine-word phrase. Having apparently stopped himself from growing beyond the stature of a three-year-old, Oscar spends the Nazi period looking, to all intents and purposes, like a child. In this way, he is able to remain on the fringe of adult society and hoodwink the adults into giving him what he wants. 
Oscar adopts a childlike stance, pretending to be innocent, and he frequently permits the reader to see through his ruse. However, Oscar also adopts a childlike perspective when recounting past events to the reader. For example, while attending a performance of Wagner's The Flying Dutchman with his family, he makes the following comment about the Wagnerian soprano who is singing her aria. Suddenly Oscar awoke for good because a woman was standing all alone in a forest, screaming for all she was worth. She was yelling because a spotlight was blinding her. No, she cried, woe's me, and who hath made me suffer so? The reader and the implied author know, of course, that the woman is not wailing, but singing. They share a joke behind Oscar's back. But at the same time, because Oscar, the narrator, only claims to be a child, and thus only claims to see the world from a childlike perspective, Oscar shares a joke with the reader because they know that he knows that the singer is singing, not crying out in pain. My third and final example is taken from Oscar's account of his exploits at the start of World War II. He finds himself with his putative father, Jan Bronski, in the Polish post office in Danzig during the German attack in September 1939, part of the invasion of Poland. Having narrated the events inside the post office, Oscar begins a new chapter with the following words. I've just reread the last paragraph. I'm not too well satisfied, but Oscar's pen ought to be. For writing tersely and succinctly, it has managed, as terse, succinct accounts so often do, to exaggerate and mislead, if not to lie. Wishing to stick to the truth, I shall try to circumvent Oscar's pen. As well as referring to himself in both the first and third person, Oscar personifies the pen with which he is writing and lays blame for the lies he has just told squarely at its door. His use of repetition, tersely, succinctly, terse, succinct, should make the reader suspicious. If one of the textual markers of unreliability is the presence of multiple versions of the same event, then here Oscar draws avert attention to the idea of the unreliable narrator, except that he lays the blame on the pen. The pen is the unreliable narrator. He, Oscar, wishes to stick to the truth. So, on the one hand, the unreliable narrator brings us into the text. Oscar is endlessly fascinating. On the other hand, the effect is to make us readers more alert, lest we miss information, misunderstand, or feel we're being taken for a ride. It changes the way we read the text, and as the critics Lau and Vivedi argue, unreliable narration may even be training readers out of the passivity of easy, unquestioning trust in the narrator, educating a readership to be more critical and to develop a more sophisticated and less linear relationship with the text. In The Tin Drum, Oscar's fundamental and total unreliability, his twisting and turning, dissembling, forgetfulness, ignorance, mean that the reader cannot rely on his version of events, and this distances the reader from the story being told. In a book which seeks to lay bare 20th century German history, lies lead to a truth about the past showing that literature really can change the world. That's what makes it my favourite book, even though I've never read it. <laughs> Thank you very much.